All right, so uh, the next uh, unit I'll do will probably be three shurim today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Again, Sunday being uh, at the Omakal. If you can make it, you should certainly try to be there. There's the bank to give all the shurim there. I will do it on Zoom also uh, from there. Uh, I'll have to let you know exactly what time. But uh, anyway, um, this unit, Shir Lavan Ches, Kosher and Matir. Putting them together, I could divide them to two things, but um, to be honest, Matir, in a certain sense, is the flip side of kosher. Kosher means tying a knot, and matir means untying a knot. So a lot of things relate, but uh, so I put them together because the mission puts them together and so on. So uh, we'll begin today, just go through some of the basic gemaras, just to understand what the what the malacha is exactly and where it's learned from and so on. So the mission, of course, in Ein Gimel, went off in Klagodol, source one, list ha kosher matir. Uh, but then the gemara in source two on Ein Dalmer Bays asked the question, where was where, who made knots anywhere in the Mishkan? What, what where was Mishkan? Where was the knotting done in the Mishkan? So Amarava, so Gemara has a few different possibilities. Amarava, talking about the curtains. The Mishkan, as you know, had uh, had curtains over. You know, I don't, I don't know if curtains are the right word. Have blankets or coverings over the top of the Mishkan. You've all seen. Models of the Mishkan and so on, so they had different layers of covering on top of the Mishkan. So um, what they used to do was they would tie the curtains um, to these pegs, which would you know they, they would stretch out the, the edge of the curtain would have things to put in pegs, which they would and put into the ground to hold in place. In other words, that looking Rashi, Koshim Bisedos, he said it's for pegs. All him is you know is, is the tent. Rashi says. In source three, they were in Shabbos Hindown Bay. We say this all. No, I'd see Yisedos Pekarka. They would drive pegs into the ground. Can it still be Yisedos Hamishkan? That's the expression we find again. He said Yisedos Hamishkan. The kosher in Hayriyas Behan B'mei Sorayim. These are the cords, you know, that they would then attach to the the, the, the blankets or curtain, whatever you want to call it, would be held down. Otherwise, they'd flap in the wind, right? They would, they would have these things coming out, which can you know, take a look online or take a look and see you can see pictures of artists rendering what the Mishkan looked like. But that that's when they would tie um you know, they would tie things to these these hooks or cords, you know, the the pegs and keep them in the Mishkan in the, keep in place. Yeah. All right, that's it. Right? In other words, the, it was basically they would have like cords, cords C not C H C O R D S cords, uh, which would attach to the to the um to the to the curtain and uh, then they would when they, they would they would go to a particular place to build a mishkan. So you know, on the on the lower edge or the, the bottom of the curtain, so to speak, you know, when the part that comes down, they would have these little cords, loops, so to speak, which would then be uh, tied to the pegs, and the pegs would be put in the ground. It's on top they would tie it, and they would stretch out and put the pegs into the ground. So anyway, that's that's where the tying took place. That, that's what kosher. Okay. So more asked right away. Only Abaye. Okay, that tying was meant to be untied. In other words, it was only temporary. They were, they were in wherever they were for X amount of time. We'll have to discuss that separately. But uh, it was only temporary. My Rashi says, Later on, we're going to find that that's Potter. It's Potter. It's also a problem. It's Potter. It's not. It has to be a knot that's permanent, that's intended to be, you know, for long term. We'll have to, you don't have to define exactly what's meant by permanent. 
two minutes, two days, two years, and we'll have to see what the permit means. But clearly, when they're building the Mishkan, it was only meant to be a temporary facility. So when they're building up the Mishkan, it wasn't intended to be there for the long term, not these knots. I mean, other things in the Mishkan were permanent, obviously. Okay, this dismantled with these ropes and so on. When they had to take the cover off because it was time to travel, of course they would untie it. So that's the Gemara says, I'll buy it. Yes, that's, that's the kosher almanach flahatir. It's for the purpose of untying. It's not a kesher shal kayama. So, um, therefore he rejects that approach. I just uh, want to ask on that, um, that, uh, the knot would not become undone by itself. Every time they would want to undo it, they would have to actively undo yes. it. So maybe it should be a kasha shal kayama. So again, because... we'll have to talk about exactly how long, but the Gemara's assumption here is that since your intention in the first place was not for that, but your intention was knowing that tomorrow or next week you're going to take it right down. Right? You never intended it to be a permanent knot. Now, you're making an important point, and we're going to see about that later. Theoretically, it could last, but here the point is they knew that it wasn't going to. They knew in advance, and the moment they first tied it, they knew. Okay, so therefore, Abaye says, El Amar Abaye, we learn it out from something else. It's not from these uh, knots to, to the pegs to, to, to hold the curtains in place, the, the coverings in place. Rather, Chicane Orge Urios. Okay, when they wove, we spoke about O-Rig, when they wove the, the Urios, you know, the, the curtains, well, it's only on the top of the curtains we're, we're, we're covering, but um, the, the, um, the uh, actual curtains, okay, uh, so when they wove them, sometimes, we discussed already, a thread would rip, right? And again, threads are, are very, very, uh, I don't know, they're not strong necessarily, and they, they rip. So it was not uncommon at all that the Orge Urios, those who wove the curtains, should nitzikalahem uh, one of the threads ripped, kosher And that's the intent to make it permanent. You, you were making these, these curtains. You know, the, the, the Torah describes, you know, that they would have basically, uh, you know, the, the length, there was five different things which were connected. And so on. you can look at the Pesukah again, take a look at all these Mishkan books that has, uh, you know, artists' renderings of, of, of what they thought it looks like. Anyway, the point is that it would, there, if a thread would rip, you know, when they were weaving it, it would tear, they would knot it. So and that, and that was taken for, you know, with intent to be permanent. So therefore, that, that, that was the issue. Okay, so Amalei Rava, the Rava said, okay, that explains where kosher comes from. Because apparently that was not an uncommon thing. They would have to tie those torn threads, you know, to make them whole again, right? That would happen from time to time, even if it was woven, but sometimes, I guess, through usage or moving or picking it up, it would rip, so they would tie it up, tie it back together. So I'm really, if I don't, you know, it's not just when they were making it, but it would rip sometimes through usage, through normal usage. So therefore, they would have to tie it. So that was a common type of thing. Okay. Amalei Rava, Tiratsta kosher. All right, now I understand where kosher comes from. What about matir? Where they untied. They would potentially want to untie those knots, right? I mean, well, the knots were meant to be permanent. So matir, maikil, and and the chitema, a little difficult to understand exactly the tzias, but the chitema, the nisvamalei trichutei kitre bade adodi, tzorichad v'katerchad. You know, it didn't look beautiful necessarily if you thread ripped you tied a knot. You look closely, you could see it. Okay, but you have to look closely. So it was, it was you know, I'll see later in the shalmi that they tried, they tucked it in a little bit so you couldn't really see it because you wanted to look nice, you wanted to look seamless. We actually mentioned this with Oreg, you wanted the entire piece to look seamless. But um, uh, maybe what they would, uh, rather suggest, maybe, you know, if two things ripped and, and um, 
and they were, they were, they were, they were right next to each other. So maybe one, I wouldn't see it one thread, but there are two or three right next to each other. So then the, the knots, so to speak, when you tie each one of them back together, the knots would be more bolate because they're, they're more noticeable because they're right next to each other. Right? So that's what Rashi says. Right next to each other. It doesn't look so nice. So what would they do? So one of them would leave and they would go ahead to untie Shori Chad and Kotar Chad. Kotar means they tied it. The Aramaic test, the Hebrew Shin here, interchangeable. So you see the word Kotar or Katri means Koshar. Not it. Koshar means it's, it's uh, Aramaic, Aramaic word is Kotar. Okay, the test in the Shin sometimes can interchange. Oh, so, yeah, so then we see the word, these Makos, the word Katri or Koter means Kosher, it's the, uh, the Aramaic word. Anyway, so, um, it says, uh, Dimisrami, let's really get a third line. Dimisrami, like, Tre Chute, Kitri, Kitri's knots, they've already been knotted. Behade Hadodi, right next to each other, Shorechad, they would untie one of them, the Katrachad, it says tie the other, Rashi, it doesn't mean they would tie it, they would leave it. Rashi says, Kama Reniach Kamoshu. Okay, uh, and and they would stretch it out, sort of and tie it somewhere else. You know, it was a you find another way to to tie it. They would replace it. They wouldn't have two next to each other. Okay, so yeah. Why well, didn't you just say there's a hole? Say it again. Why well, didn't you just say there's a hole? You know, second. So, so, so we'll, we'll see. You don't want a hole to be there, right? The, 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 what are you asking? Doesn't the Gemara and Rashi Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they, they would untie it, but you might think they would untie it a little bit. So they wouldn't write the two knots right next to each other. They would untie. We'll get in a second. They, they would untie it, but that can't be because hashtas they melt basodam enosim they melt machalok kodesh baruch osin. Would they do such a thing? Okay, it wouldn't look nice. Rashi says uh, your point. Rashi says hashta enosim kishematiro nira haneke viria. Okay, it would, it would be worse in a way. It wouldn't look nice that way either, right? You're going to leave a little opening, a little hole. Okay, we untie it. So shechutai kful and shisha, they would have, you know, it's made of six different threads. You know, the Torah, the Torah, different the bayu gasta was thick. When mitchila is using mikach, because the shalom the tray kitray koshrin ha'echad the note kin achut hashenim lamato lamalo misapkin mechut aruk the koshrin lamalo lamato the ain shom shnayim kisharim smuchim. They would they would untie it. Okay, they would, they would never tie two things next to each other. They would they would tie it in such a way that it would maybe tie it further up. Uh, you know, stretched further up, it would still look like a little bit of a hole there. So therefore, it wasn't nice looking. You wouldn't do that for if you're making a tapestry for a king. You know, a curtain. You wouldn't do it. You don't do it because Baruch either, okay? Because it ends up as a neck of okay, Biria. All right. So that's so the point is that you wouldn't untie it. That's the point. We we're trying to figure out where does untying come from. So the Gemara suggested untying comes if there were two things that to they would untie one of them and come up with a different system. But they wouldn't do that either because it wouldn't look nice to leave that little space there. Okay, so bottom line, you can't get mate from there. Okay, that, that's what emerges. Okay, they, 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 yes, kosher is learned from tying it, but you wouldn't get mate from there because the reason they would untie it. It wouldn't look nice. So they wouldn't do that. All right? So therefore, Ella, Amarava, Vitema, Rabbi Lai, Shekane, it's not a totally different thing. Shekane, Sade, Chalozom, Koshrim, Umatirin. Nothing to do with the curtains and, and, and nothing to do with that. It was when you trap the chilazon, okay, they would have nets. Okay, we see, um, you know, like uh, fishermen's nets and so on and so forth. So you have to make these nets. That's how you caught the chilazon, the chilazon. Okay. Um, you ever go on? I remember once my wife and I went on vacation up to Maine. 
So, so you know, we took one of these boat rides and so on. So all, through, I mean, I'm sure it's all over New England. Okay, the popular industry, you know, lobster catching. You ever see what they do is they lower these things into the deep part of the water, the traps. Okay, and, and you, you go on a boat and they're like all over the place, they're like dotting the, uh, I don't know, the landscape, the seascape, whatever, you know, the ocean. And, you know, and, and then they would come at the end of the day and pick them up. So sometimes you have lobsters in and sometimes I guess you don't. But uh, depends on they trapped them. Anyway, they had a similar system to catch the chilosans. Okay? So, not to go into it now, but part of the whole chilos debate is the chilosans, those, those, those people who, who reject the, uh, who reject the suggestion that the chilosan is this murex snail that's got popular today. I wear it, the shatta wears it. Well, my brother was involved in that. They so said, you see from this, this Gemara that you need these nets. They're very, they're snails. How do we need nets for them? Okay. I mean, you just, you just catch them. You know, you can uh, actually go right now off the coast of Eretz uh, Israel in certain areas. You can, you can just wade into the water and then you can see them. Okay. And they had, I think, a couple summers they did this thing to take tour groups to what's called Hov Dor near Case area. It's sort of halfway between Tel Aviv and Haifa, right on the coast there. So they would, uh, you know, they showed you how to tail it and hope they would, they would take the kids into the water, whatever, put on the uh, goggles, what are they called? The, the way the ocean. They're called? Goggles? Huh? Scuba yeah, snorkeling. That's not scuba, that, that's where you want it. Snorkeling. You go down and you can find them. But you're not allowed to keep them. They're, they're, in Israel, they're a protected species. So it's people are, huh? Yeah, that's why the, the, the Chazonas are not, uh, these snails they get off the coast, from, from, they get from Croatia and other places. Anyway, the point where they, I told them, they farm them for, they go and eat them, the, the delicacies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah all, it's a whole big industry. There. Anyway, so the question is, what do you need? So, so, I mean, some people wrote, including Tamar Chachon, you don't need, you know, you don't need nets to catch the Chazonas. But the truth is, yeah, if you're catching one or two, but if you want to mess, Catch a huge mass of them, so you got to go out deep into the water and put these nets down. That, that's exactly do it. My brother showed me in the writings. I think Pliny or somebody, one of some, you know, some Greek or Roman, you know, wrote about this stuff. So that, that's how they said do it. They would go out in the water with nets. Yeah. Right. yeah that, that, that's how. It, so anyway, bottom line is, what's it got to do with us? So kosher material. Look at Rashi. But sorry, Chalazon. First Rashi, let's go out chelas bidamo. Who can mean dog katan? That's another title that people have. It says here, Rashi is a fish. So Chalazan is not a fish. When the Radzina Rebbe in the, in the late 1800s, Gershon Enochliner, who was the one who kind of renewed the interest in Chalaz, he a very interesting person. He was a self-educated person in terms of you know, secular studies and science. And he devoted himself to try and rediscover what the long-lost Chalazan was. And so he went to Italy, and he, we were a record. He wrote Svarim. So um, he's known as the Balatrelis, you know, the So he came to the conclusion that it was a certain fish called the cuttlefish. C-U-T-T-L-E-F-I-S-H, cuttlefish. That's what he concluded. Later on, Rav Herzog, Yitzhak Isaac Herzog was the first Rav Rashi in Eretz Well, Rav Kook was the first Rav Rashi in Eretz but Rav Kook did not live to see the Harkoma Samadina. So the first Rav Rashi that was belonged, you know, when Medina started was Rav Herzog. Rav Herzog was a fascinating character. He was from Ireland, a genius, and um, and he uh, 
He was, in, he was a rabbi in Chief Rabbi of Ireland in Dublin. He actually got his PhD in. Not, not the Prime Minister High, Ireland, uh, like something very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, him and the father forgot. Was him. But he was a very fancy person. He, he got a PhD from, I think, the University of Ireland or University of Dublin somewhere on the subject. He wrote a book, a book that's available, had a book called Hebrew Porphyrology. Porphyrology was a book, that, a word that he kind of coined, the study of purple. And his whole uh, porphyrology. P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-ology. Porphyrology. The book's available. I have it all. And the, the, the study of ancient dyes in ancient Israel, something like that. And he, and he explains all the science of it, how the different, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know enough about science, but it was how the colors take because the, I don't know, the, the, what they call it, the neutrons and connect to this. And, you know, the, you, you get scientific diagrams like when I learned in high school. How different things bond. Anyway, what, what was the other thing? Where is that? And where they might, uh, now? Where, no, when they have a mission, where is that? Yeah, that's a very fascinating question in general. Not too many oceans in the middle of the desert, right? That's a whole question. They bring the trailers with them from, from Mitzrayim, they had to die them, but then the whole shadow wasn't done with Shmon. Do we mention yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that? You go to have some water in the desert. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it could be. Historically speaking, it's not entirely out of the question that yeah, they would have people, they would, have, they would send, they would send people, people to the Red Sea, to the, to the two Gulfs. Uh, to just, just for context, we have proof of that happening, like the mines of like Solomon, like people who so like, Africa. No, the, in the mind, the mind of Solomon, which is like this South middle of nowhere. It's in South Africa. Africa. So I mean, we have evidence of like mines and different things. Yeah, it's so very far be, away. It's, well, it's a good question. Okay. I was just talking, it was a question people discussed. Where was the. So did I mention it? Because there was a whole asylum and they took them out of a tribe, but then they weren't made lishma. I mean, so, so. But they, they did know there were going to be a mitzvah. But it's a good question. Nowadays? No, they have, they have nets. They, they go out and they, these boats go out like, like catching lobsters and, and stuff. And they put these traps down and these things crawl up along the bottom of the sea and they pull them up. And that's, that's their trap, yeah. And at the end, I mean, I'm sure they have more sophisticated type of nets now than they had in those days. But that, that's how they catch them. As I said, the, the, for a while, I know that my brother was getting them from Spain, the coast of Gibraltar, because again, off the coast of you know, the Mediterranean, again, it's a delicacy. They eat, they eat these snails and lodges. So they don't care about the gland. So they have deals with different companies and so on. That, that, that's where they get the, the glands. You know, they make them, make them into powder, into, uh, you know, to close them. They ship them as powder, I think. Anyway, um, but be that as it may, the, the, um, so the Rabzina Rebbe thought that it was this fish called the cuttlefish, because the number of Rashi says over here, and our Rashi here says dug, okay, which means a fish. A snail is not a fish. Okay, so some say, how can you say that uh, Kalazan is a snail? The Rashi says it's a fish. And that's what Rabbi Rebbe thought it was a fish. The only thing is that Herzog did a lot of research and said he knew science as well. And again, this was the PhD thesis. He proved, and again, the Rabzina Rebbe kept Records. We have, we have this farm. He wrote this sort of kept records. I don't know how he made it. But unfortunately, he was um, duped, it looks like, by an unscrupulous Italian chemist who, you know, who showed that you could make the trellis out of the color, out of this and this. And he, when he put it in, he added some sort of an artificial a type of dye or something. You could add to anything to make it that color. It wasn't really coming from the cuttlefish. Just he wasn't so honest about it, but uh, Herzog displayed that. And Herzog wrote about it and showed that it can't be the cuttlefish. Um, in an irony of history, 
when the now when Razina Rebbe came back to Razin and he, he produced the mass produced tailors, all the Razina Hasidim wore his tailors. In fact, there are many breastlivers also where you probably see it in Eretz It's a different kind of blue than, than what I have. It's a brighter blue. Um, it's a brighter blue. A different, uh, different type of blue. I think it's called Prussian blue. But uh, the certain wrestlers wear it, at least in Eretz to this day. Rav Herzog, irony of history. So Rav Herzog never met the Radzina Rebbe. The Rebbe died already. But Rav Herzog was in communication with the Radzina Hasidim their dye masters and so on. In fact, he used to see what they did and so on and so forth. And Roberto produced, preserved his records also. The scientists, he had it. So after the war, after the Holocaust, so Radzin was destroyed like all the other Jewish communities in Europe. And when they came to Eretz Yisrael, they wanted to reconstitute you know, their trellis, their rabbit. You know, but there was nobody alive anymore who remembered or had records of how they did it. So they came to Herzog. Rav Herzog had his correspondences with the dye masters in Radzin. So it's ironic because even though he slugged them up, he showed that it's not correct, but they continued to do it because of the records that he kept. <laughs> even they thought it was incorrect scientifically and halakhically, but because he had records, okay, they, they very respectful of Herzog, but this is what our Rebbe said. So that's what we do. So they continued to wear that today. Anyway. Radzina Rebbe wear, the Radzina Chassidim wear, their Rebbe's Chassidim, they're not the same one that I wear. But Zan and some Breslov, the Breslov is also, I don't know. If you go to some stores and you're joined by a tailor, you have to ask. Yeah, Radzina. Yeah, yeah. 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 Rebbe. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the book. Yeah. So on page 210, it says, um, that Pliny the Elder said, he describes how the snails are caught with baskets, cast into the sea, and in them cockles are put as bait. In this way, victims to their own greediness, they, the snails, are drawn to the surface, hanging by their tongue. There you go. And, there, and there's a picture of a basket. There you go. Okay, so you can, you can buy the book, The Rare is Blue, or you can bring it in. You can show I have it almost. <laughs> you know, that, uh, so that's how you do it. Again, it's a little more sophisticated today, I presume. But it's still used with that. It's like they, like, I don't know, I think they catch lobsters and all those other things out in the ocean. Anyway, just to answer the dog question, so there's a comment of Vilna Gones, uh, Caleb or someone in Taurus, that he says the dog does not have to mean fish. The dog can mean any sea creature. Love Dafka, a fish. And then Rashi says, Rashi says here, can mean dog. This Rashi here, uh, who can mean dog, cotton, doesn't have to be a uh, fish. It can mean a, uh, a sea creature can be called fish, you know, just like sometimes use the word behemoth, you know, technically it is a chaya, not the same as a behemoth, you know what I mean? So, a uh, land creature. Rashi wrote by the tradition, but I'm saying the fact that he says dog, wherever he got it from, that's what I'm saying, it's not a, it's not, it's not a rejection of the snail, it is a sea creature, not, not a fish. Yeah. But the thing is, that, oh, what, what is the yeah, what is that next that, line? That's a very different discussion. It comes every 70 years. We have to know what that means. Not, they don't come out of the water that frequently. Shivam Shona could be an exaggeration. It's a different discussion. Okay, anyway, uh, bottom line, back to our subject. So, Kosher Matin Rashi writes, Shakol Rishosos Asuyus Ksharm Ksharm. Nets are how you make a net. You tie a piece of string, a rope to each other. That's how you make a net, right? I mean, you tie these different things. So, that's kosher. 
Okay, the Hach Kashri, the Hain Kashri Kaima, and they're meant to last, they're meant to, meant to be permanent, right? Says Rashi. But for Amim, Shetarach Lito Chutin Reshazul, Hosif Alzu. Sometimes you may want to make a bigger net, so you'll take the piece, you'll untie, you'll take the piece off of one and, and re, you know, expand the other one by, you know, by untying it over there and then putting more pieces of rope or string or whatever was in between. So there you have Matthew. So that's the more concludes. Uh, is the Mokka, okay? Uh, yeah, good. so that, that's kosher matis. So ultimately, it's from Tzabi Chilazim. What's interesting, in the, uh, they would make kosher, Rashi says, uh, the Gemara says, right? The last line of two, there in Ayin Al-Mez, Shekein Tzabi Chilazim, kosher no matirin. All right. I just want to show you the Rishalim. We saw part of it already, because Rishalim, interestingly, doesn't mention about the Tzabi Chilazim at all. Uh, look at the Rishalim in Herzana Lechabes, five, a kosher matirin, mat shira oisah mishkan. Same question, where does shira come in the mishkan? So the Gemara first answers there also. Shayu kosher and it's ha mesarim. And mesarim again, these cords, you know, to, to, to keep the, uh, Rashi says, uh, shayu kosher and mesarim shall climb the, the curtain, the side thing to keep them in place, to keep his own flap. Okay. But the Gemara asks, below the shah haisa, same question. Wasn't that impermanent? It was only for, the shah means for a short amount of time. Rashi says, I mean, the carbonate says, uparat, below the shah haisa, kshiwa halazusha, kishinasu, when I had to travel, I had to untie these, you know, these, these coverings and so on. I had to untie everything. Therefore, it's defined as a Kesha Shein Shokhala. So the Gishama gives an interesting Remember, how did they decide whether to travel or not to travel? Right? That was Alpia Dibor. Baruch told them, and they would have the right? They would announce it's time to move. So it was Alpia Dibor. We have was supposed to be Hashem Yachar Al Piyashim Yisol, right? They would travel in the midbar. So, in a certain sense, Rabbi Yasser says, "Kimi Shahayo Shahula Olam." They didn't know when they were going to leave. Now, oh, okay, we're leaving a week from Tuesday. They could be there for a long time, right? And so, it certainly was. I mean, in a certain sense, it goes back to to um, what you were asking before. No, as far as they know, we're staying here for a long time. I said it was meant to be permanent, right? Shari lo yodu emos ayiso, emos ayiso. That that's uh, they, they didn't know. So in a certain sense, it was meant to be indefinite. All right. On the other hand, that was Rabbi Yasa, Amar Biosa, different names. Second line of the first two five. We came and shift tichan akadosh baruch hu shomachnis on Eretz Yisrael, avachnis on Eretz kimishayel ashan. No, but they knew they had a destination. They're going to Eretz Yisrael. They still, they may not have known exactly when they're traveling. But they were they were definitely on the way, and as you know, the Rashi, the Karmanita says, uh, They know that it wasn't totally permanent, right? The cave and Shekain ain't no kasha shokama. As we're back to our kasha, my kshira, so so that two shines. I'm not sure if it's that flip the page. I'm so sorry. The the the, the pay Moshe just adds something to that last point. You know, he said, what do you mean it was impermanent? Uh, you know, it, it would go up Dibur. So he says, so Yossi answers, um, since they were going to Eretz Yisrael, look at the, uh, the play Moshe. First he goes, again, first he said at the beginning, what we said before, Makshir Ha'ez Mishkan, Shebenoso, Shekishenosu, Ha'yumatir, and we're taking a part of travel, good. And it was al Dibur. But he says, in the second line of the next one, Amr Yossi, let's remember, Ilmol Elochotum Raglan, Ha'rezua Chanei Kimishu Shav. Let's remember, they weren't supposed to, this is what Pnei Moshe reminds us, they weren't supposed to be in the Midbar for 40 years. 
That wasn't the original plan. The Mishkan was built. I mean, it was unclear exactly how long the Mishkan was supposed to last for. It was supposed to go into Artisol, ultimately build a base of Mikdash. It was clearly a temporary facility, but right. it wasn't supposed to be for 40 years. Right? Ilmalei lochotok maraglim, that's what the Moshe said, not for the chetam maraglim, but they ended up having out of one around for 40 years. Harizua chanei kemishra, the show was temporary. Okay, matra, matra, hadra kosho duchta. Okay? Bechil maiden midover shlohaya, or if you show up a shasasir, how can we learn for something that was clearly meant to be temporary? And originally it was very temporary. And they're going to go to Tarek right away. In a year, it took whatever it was, it was going to be 40 years. Okay, so how can you learn from there? All right, so back to Yerushalmi. So the Third line of five. Amr Pinchas, the answer is no, mitofre yurios lambu. It's the people who sewed the, um, you know, the curtains. Back to that, sewed the curtains together. Nifsak, hayakoshim, chazor nifsaklah, sosim, charm, charm, yefshak, halachozor, mater, sarishim. This is similar to what we had before. But Pinchas says the tofre yurios. Okay, again, if one of the threads rip, nifsak, Right, if one of the threads ripped, um, look in the uh, look in the pin motion seven. Armor pinchas lomen ham mei It's not from these curtains that were raped over and put in the pegs that we don't learn from because that we don't learn from. It's rather elamitofre because those were those taka were intended to be temporary. Elamitofre hayirios who shalamdu. We learn from them when they made the actual coverings. And the curtains, those are intended to be permanent. You're right. Okay. You're right. They're, they're, they're planning to go into Eretz saying you're right. They're planning to go into Eretz All those things which were intended to hold the stuff in place. While they're in the Midbar, that was only meant to be temporary, so you can't learn from there. But rather, the Pope for Eurios, okay, the people who sewed the curtains together, that's what we learned from. Okay. Um, Rabbi. Yeah. You know, the Gemara says that Soisra Almanas uh, Livnos Bimkomo. Is also learnt from the Mishkan, and it says "Kivin Dal Piyasham Yisu Al Piyasham Yachanu" or whatever. It's "Kikavua Dami," and it also says that an Erevin by the the Tzrifim, by an Erev by the Erev Tchumin, that by the Mishkan it's "Kemandik Fielu" because "Kivin." So you see, the Gemara uses that Svara. On a number of items that says, even though it's temporary, this is a permanent thing. So, yeah, um, we have to come up with a distinction. Um, you know, and you see that. But there, but there it's not in the structure, right? Is that the very structure? Well, the area is different, right? The, the, I mean, I, I hear your question. I do hear the question. But, but even, even Soisalmas Livnos, Pimcomo. Right. It's right. always considered Bimkomo because that place they, is permanent. Hashem, they're right. always by Hashem. Right, but I think so, the distinction I see, I have to think about it. I didn't think of it. I didn't think of that question. question. The distinction I see, but here it's something to do with the structure itself as opposed to the location. Both by Irvin and by the associates, the location question as opposed to something inherent in the structure. That's the kind of period that comes to mind. I think by Erevin, it was whether the structure is considered temporary or permanent. No? It's a location question. Really? I think so. The way I learned the, the, the Gemara in Erevin was that if it's a temporary kind of dwelling place, then it would have a din of a temporary... No, you're right, but, but, but it, it's temporary because of where, of where it is. It's not in the nature of the construction, is what I'm saying. I didn't but, know that. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not to check. 
Okay, anyway, so Rapinacha says that the same idea we had before in the Babli, that, uh, you know, if something ripped, so we would tie it back together, but if two things are, it's not there, covered next to each other, it's sorry. Same idea as before. Then the Gemara says, that was Rapinacha's. Then the Gemara gave a different suggestion to Yushalmi. Amar Chizkiya, and let's look at third line of five. Amar Pinchas, we told you, Yerushalayim, the Nifzak, Kosher, Chazin, and Salah, Sosin, Charm, Charm, have several knots, doesn't look like the Yefshar, not there are covered, and the Chazin, Mat, and Zvishim, untie the first one, the same way we explained before. Um, you know, uh, so, so that, that, there we'd have Matir. Amar Chizkiya, Ahein Chaito Umna, he said, you know, it's an expert tailor, Chayat is a tailor, Chayat is a tailor, Umla means, you know, craftsman, an expert craftsman. Mivla train Roshan. He knows how to make the loose ends. I mean, we, we have an eye. You look at a carpet, you look at, you look at anything which is professionally done. You, know, you can tell if something, if, if you have a rip in your pants or something like that, you take it to, you know, a, you know an apprentice or an amateur, so they'll sew it back together. You can tell that it's been sewn back together. But very often a professional knows how to do the stitching in such a way that it's not really noticeable. So that's what Chizki uh, says over here. In to Umna, Mivla train Roshe. You know, when, you, when something rips, you have the loose ends of a, you know, when you tie a knot, tying a knot, there's always loose ends, right? You know, there's, uh, yeah, there's a tie things together, two things together. But there's going to be little strings sticking out right after the place where you tie it. Think of, uh, I just picture a thread or rope where you tie it. Okay, ties. Now it's strong, but there's still things sticking out, right? So the, 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 we call loose ends, right? The tying up loose ends. So the loose ends are, are tied. What they used to do was Mivla train Roshay would kind of like insert them into the fabric, into the stitches. You can't see. Uh, there were these very loose ends that were kind of like stuck in to the, to the stitch, to the weaving, so that then you wouldn't be able to tell. Okay, so that's, that's, that's risky. Fine. Then the Gemara says another statement. Okay, we've said this by Oreg, that they had to weave it to look like one thing. There are no seams. Nitsa Kosho became Shamagila Magila Oreg, have a Sharla Umarla. Okay, where they have the, the, the dots. When it came to the point in the uh, the place where in the place where you know where, where it's uh, you could insert it, you could insert it in. Anyway, so that, that seems to be a different opinion. It's not from the Tofri Arios. Tofri Arios means that people could put the curtains together, attach them to get the, the different pieces. The Torah has 10 different pieces which were attached, as opposed to the Oreg who made each individual block. Okay, there were, there were actually 10, actually 11 different blocks which were connected and so on. So uh, he loves the Oreg But he said, no, they didn't have any type of kesher, any type of tiamas as a connection. We don't learn from the weaving, but rather like a pinchas and the sewing. Okay, enough said. Okay, you want to read up on my printer, the Chizkiya uh, the seemed to come to disagree. It's actually two different gears to show me there. Well, he's agreeing, he's disagreeing at the end. Uh, we learn it out from uh, uh, from what he called it. The bottom line, according to Yushalmi, kosher is learned from the making of the curtains, okay, the fringes of the, of the threads which were needed, you know, because, you know, I mean, again, no thread is long enough, so they had to, you know, so they had to tie different things together, so they were knotted, and then they were concealed in the fabric and so on. Dushami does not mention anything about the chalazim here, but it also doesn't mention about matir. 
Okay, so it's a little unclear. The Bavli rejected the Limud from the uh, what Rabbah said right back in source number two. Um, was it Rabbah? No, it was Abai. Abai said that oh, she learned from the Orge Urios. He learned from the Orge Urios. Shami doesn't seem to learn from there. Shami seems to learn from the Tofri Urios. Two different uh, things. Orge Urios again means making the individual piece. And, and again, there were 10 different pieces, actually 11, which were connected. All right, whichever it is, you probably comes to the conclusion that it's not from there. It's not mentioned in Yushalmi. Okay, bottom line, so that, that's Yushalmi. At the end of the day, what does kosher mean? It means binding two separate items by twisting one around the other, okay, and making what we call a knot. Not discuss now what types of knots. The Orcha Shulchan in eight asks an interesting question. There's another malacha we'll come to shortly called tofer, tofer, which is like sewing or connecting, you know, sewing. So what's really the difference between kosher and tofer? Same idea. It says It's also connecting two things. And that's exactly what tofer is. You sold them, two separate items, you sold them together, now they became one. So here you tied them together, they became one. Why are there two different malachas? Here the kasha? That's what the Yerushalayim is asking. What's the difference between kosher and tofer? So he says, there ain't okay, it's not a question. The chibur, the kasher, kosher is when you have two things you connect, but you can disconnect them, and it'll be the way they were before. Okay? It'll be exactly the way they were before. You know, when you're kosher, Take two items, neither of the two items, quote unquote, loses its identity. They're just now connected to each other. But you can disconnect them, you can unravel them. Right? Okay, if you sew something together or you glue something together, you can't just now pull it apart. You have to, it'll rip. You have to destroy it. Right? Two things are, are glued together, okay, or sewn together tightly. You can't just undo it again. You have to rip it. I have to destroy it, right? If something's been, uh, again, you know, my, my, my shirt was woven together. I can't now just take it apart. I take a sharp pin and so I can open it. I have to destroy it. I have to open it. I have to ruin it. So you hear the difference? That's what the Rosh is telling us the difference between kosher and tofer. A tofer is when you create, in effect, a new entity where the two pieces you know, now placed into one entity are inseparable now without destroying them. In effect, they lost their initial identity. It's a new entity. Not, not so by kosher. Kosher, the two things retain their identity and now just connect them. You can disconnect them as well. Okay, so that's the... So then uh, how do you ever have a kasher shel kayama? So let's see. So that's what we'll get to now. Okay. Um... The kosher, kosher does not mean you cannot untie it. It means, you kind of said it before, you have to do it, but you can't do it. You're able to do it. Okay? So let's see. There's a parak in Masech Shab. It's called Perak Be'elu Kosher. Okay? So that's the Mishnah, the source number nine, Kofiud Alaf Mabes. Mishnah says, Be'elu Ksharim Shechayav Alayim. Here are the types of Ksharim, okay, which are Chayav. And Rashi says there, Kofiud Alaf Mabes. This is kosher, which is kosher, which is counted among the avos malachos. Okay, 
Kesher shall kayama, says Rashi, she'eno material olam. It's permanent and it's meant to be left there. It could be taken apart, but it's meant to be left there. That's your attention, and it's a type of knot that could last, and so on. Dumya, the kosher, chute yirios hanifsakos. Interesting is, Rashi says, it's like the people who tie together the, uh, the curves. He doesn't mention the tzadikilazim. Just amazing. Again, we only brought that up in the world because of Matir, but it says kosher. We here mentioned because we don't reject the Mishkan Limur either, the, the curtain Limur either. All right, anyway, what are the examples? So the Mishnah says, look back at nine, Eiluk Shram Shavalem, Kesher HaGamolem, the Kesher HaSaponem. Gamolem are camel drivers. Saponem are sailors. Okay? Now the, the three dots, the rest of the, the part that I skipped to the Mishnah says, you know, and the reverse will be matir. Come back to matir separately, okay? As we learned from Tzadik we'll come back to matir separately. But Rameir Omer, Kol, he Rameir disagrees, okay? Rameir Omer, Kol Kesher, any knot which you can take apart with one hand, it's such a loose, like a shoelace or whatever. Any, any, any type of knot which you can remove, you can untie with one hand, that's a mayor. All right? But the example of a kesha shechavalayim is kesha gamolim with kesha sapopolim. What does that mean? So the Gemara asks right away, there in Kufiud Alphabet Bay, source 11, my kesha gamolim with kesha sapopolim. What is meant by a camel, camel driver, sailor's knot? You know, you, we have all kinds of different knots. I think there's something in English also called a sailor's knot. No, they're going to look up all kinds of different knots. Okay, slip knots and double knots and sailor's knots. I forgot already. All kinds of different uh, knots. I remember when I was in the elementary school, so she was basically like a Boy Scout troop. So I was a member of that for a little while, the Boy Scouts. And uh, from Boy Scout troop. So, um, so uh, one thing you learn in Boy Scouts is how to make these different types of knots. Okay, not necessarily so useful today, but anyway, so, um, and there are all kinds of different knots. I remember in the handbook, there must have been uh, six different, or more, I don't know, six different knots. Okay, you know, it's one thing when you tie your shoes. If you want to keep a boat in the dock, you're not going to use a tight knot, like you have your shoe come right apart. You're not going to hold the boat in place. You have to have a stronger type of knot. You know, so that's exactly what the Gemara says. So, what my catch are. But Rabbi. Isn't the, the the knot for if you're just trying to keep the boat in place, so then it's also made to get undone also. Yes, hold on, hold on a second. So we'll see. We'll see. Good thought. Let's see. Hold on. So let's see what the Gemara says. So the Gemara asks in 11, Shabbos Kufi Alvin Base. My cash your question. What they used to do was with the camels, they used to like they would pierce the animal's nose. Okay, put like a nose ring, a ring, you see, a ring around the camel, and then they would tie a, a string, a rope to that ring, and when they had to park the camel somewhere, that's how you tie it up. Okay, so it can't get away because it's got this uh, thing in its nose, and you tied it to the post. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ile, Kitra again, Tessin Kitra Kesher, the Katrib is Mama, like a nose ring to tie it to the post. Or the kitra, the katra, the istrida, istrida is a ship's ring, like a picture. I mean, you know, a rowboat. You know, in front of the rowboat, also some kind of a ring. And then when they bring it into the dock, they have a rope there, and if they tie it around the post there, you know, and it can keep the boat in place. So, more ask you, Kasha, 
my kesher she'enu shel kayamo. That's not permanent. Okay, that's not permanent. When you have the, uh, you want to untie the boat. Okay, so you have to, that rope that you, you tie it to the post with, or the camel's nose when you tie it to the post. With, with the, so that's a, not a kesher she'enu shel kayamo. Kesher now what it means, the other side, the, the side of the rope you tie to the ring on the nose, not the side you tie to the post. That's meant to be untied. Or not the part, on, on a rowboat, a ship, you can, uh, not a ship, I'm, I'm not picturing a cruise line, you know, with 12 foot. Not like a rowboat, yeah, yeah. canoe, whatever. You know, so, or, yeah, I like camp, yeah, right, so they tie it to the dock. But the end of the rope that's tied to the dock, that, that's meant to be taken apart. But the rope that's on the ring, you know, that stays on the ring. You put them into the boat when you're rowing, right? But that rope is, or it doesn't have to, you can say the water. I'm just saying it's, a, that, that's meant to be permanent. That's kit to the demo. Just to clarify, I'm speaking by master. We're not being, a, we're, we're specifically excluding existing knots that one's adjusting. We're talking about that like three times. Well, we're talking about when, when you make the knot in the first place, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But exactly when you're just trying to like, is that limited to, like, for instance, like, not to get too little nice cases, but having not, when you adjust, like, well, then it's sometimes tightening it is out like you're, you know, like, you know, like, you're, uh, yeah, yeah, it's moving. You pull it, like, in some sense, like, yeah. even, like, in a knot, you have, I don't, that, that might, I don't think it'd be the rice unless, not, unless it's not usable as is. Okay, but let me actually, like, then that's not, I don't they're talking about different types, again, I, I don't know, there was something which the Gemara and the Mishra obviously familiar called camel knot, camel nose, camel knots, and tailor knots. You know, there, there were types of knots. They were strong. Yeah. The point they were meant to be strong. Okay. Now, um, now the Gemara continues. All right. So, boy, ach, the boy. So, Rameir said, Rameir gave a different definition at the end of the Mishra. Rameir said, the definition is if you can take the knot apart with one hand, you can just untie it with one hand, then that's not your That means it wasn't such a strong knot. So, the Gemara asked, Boy, Rav Achtaboy, Achve Demar Ach. Rav Achtaboy, the brother of Mar Ach, asked his father, What about an Aniva? Okay, an Aniva. Okay, now an Aniva is, is, is some type of a, a bow, basically. Bow. Okay, tie a bow, bow knot. A bow. So the mayor, what's the story with the mayor? Okay, what would he say about that? Time with the mayor. Is Rameir emphasizing that you can take it apart with one hand, therefore a bow, you could take it apart, you can untie a bow, a bow knot with one hand, okay? It's uneven. So therefore you can take it apart, therefore you be putter. Okay, or it's he meant something that's not tight, but a bow could be tight. Yeah, I could take, I could untie it with one hand, but by itself, if I don't do anything, it could be tight. You want to leave that as a take home. Okay. Um, look in Rashi. Put it on base. Uh, Kitchen of the country's mom, we're up to Zekesha Tsusha Kosha with Tabas. So it's the one that's attached to the ring, which is report is true. There's also by the boat. All right. But Aniva, a little less, Aniva, Mahad Shapir. Aniva is a bow, but that can be, Ahad means tight. Mahad means Hiduk. Hiduk is tight. All right, so it's sort of what leaves that is, is, is passion. We're going to come back to Aniva because that's already relevant for neckties, stuff like that. Okay. Um, the next Mishnah in Shabbos, Kufiud Alvin Bay, is 13. The Mishnah says, Yesh lecha ksharin she'ein chayav alayim kikeshar gamolet ukekeshar asaponim. There are certain types of knots which are not chayav 
like camel and, and sailor knots. Not, they're not like those, not with an N, okay. Not like those knots. I'm sorry, I'm still confused, but what I do? That's the Vegas Eagles line. Okay, but, um, but, Abram, I enjoyed that thing you sent, you know, with the Hebrew, the, who's on first or whatever. It's, it's a very clever Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew English. I'll just show it to, to you know, try to learn Hebrew and mix it up, you know, certain things. I mean, in, you know, a famous thing, right? Who in Hebrew means he, right? So, he and he is she, you know. And he is me, me is what, you know. So, oh, okay. Anyway, so he gave a whole, he gave a whole thing. Model that's to happen, Costello's, uh, who's on first. All right, anyway, <laughs> classic comedy routine. Anyhow, so um, the Gemara gives examples of Mishnah, the Yeshim Oksar and Shein Chalalem, they're not parallel to Keshar Gwana, Keshar Saponim. But as Rashi tells right away, okay, when it says Ain Chayavim Rashi says in the 14, Kufi Alvin Beis, Yeshlok Sharn Shein Chayavim Chatas, Kimosha Chavav Keshar Gwana. Elapot Havalosim, it's still Drabonim. It's Potok Machatos, it's still Drabonim. The Gwara Mufarish, I knew the Gwara will give the examples, the mission doesn't. Then the mission says, Kosheris, okay, so that's. So the first thing was the, the previous Mishnah back in nine. It's all on both Mishnahs from Kufi Dalaf and Beis. The earlier Mishnah, the Eluksar in the beginning of the parish, uh, says the classic examples of a knot for which you are chayev, a korban chatos, mamish, malachan shabbos, is these uh, camel drivers' knots and sailors' knots, and some stronger types of knots. Now the Mishnah here, and later on Kufi Dalaf and Beis in 13, introduces as another category where the knot does not meet the criteria and uh, the, or the criteria of a sailor's knot or a camel drive's knot, but there's still also a The Gemara will give example. Now, a third thing. Kosheres Isha is permissible for a woman or a man, whatever. Kosheres Isha mafteach chaluka. She can tie her blouse. certain type of blouse that she would wear have these Strings at the top. Some it's, it's, like a, it's like a banana kiva, you know. Uh, oh, that's right. There's a little loose. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah so, and they would put it on one on one side, one on the other side. Kept the blouse from falling off, I guess. Uh-huh. You know. So Rashi Mafteh Chaluka, he says, he doesn't give banana kiva as an example. He gives Kemoshi Yesh Lagalochen. I guess his time the priest wore that kikain, lashonos, and kanakan, had like strips on each side. The koshin shall yomin because he's small. On the right side was tied onto the left side of the garment, and the shall small because he's yomin. The cave of the coat, now, that's not meant to be permanent. It's only while you're wearing the shirt. When you take the shirt off, you're going to un- undo it, right? So it's where actually says, the cave of the coat, yom, and charlotte, so actually what emerges in this mission now, as we shall see, there are three different types of knots in halacha. There's a knot for which you're in mamisha malacha, in fact, the sailor's knots. Okay, that's mamisha nisimalacha, covered chim chatus. Then there's some type of knots which don't quite meet that standard. They're going to be all potter, but also darbanan. And there's other category of knots, from mutalachatrila, not a problem at all. So the mission gives examples of those, kosheris isha chaluka, also some type of strings on a hat. I'm not sure what it means. Maybe, maybe it means, um, you know, like sometimes you keep a hat, like a cowboy hat or something, where you put the thing that goes under your chin, you tie it on the other side, it holds it in place. And the little kids, you, know, you have some type of thing that goes around like this. Oh, yeah, it's not a library. No, that's glasses. No, it's what? Like a string. Oh, that. Yes, yeah, so people have a caps also. Yeah. Okay, man, that's some type of hat like that. Michelle Piscaya. Sky is some kind of a girdle or a belt again that you tie. Okay, Ritsuas, middle of the sandal. Uh, that's Ritsuas, straps and sandals. 
Okay, to know those yayin v'shemen, know those like uh, canteens, but it means they're made out of uh, leather. We're looking Rashi's smocha is someone hold your hair in place, some kind of head kind of cap. Sky is azor. Your belt and the girdle. No, this yain shall or shakofan pm kshara koshwan. Okay, um, no, there's like a what we call it a canteen today, but there was some type of a, you know container that you put wine or other things in, and apparently the top was tied on. What does that mean? Instead of you didn't have a pot lid, all our pots come with lids nowadays. You have a pot lid, so you take a cloth. And then you know, you, you, the pieces and put it on and tie it. And that would hold, that would be a pot lid. Okay. And all right. And Rebelezmiyako, kosher of the behemoth of Shishol Tetzi. Tying something up, the, the, the animal can't get away. So the Gemara asks right away, wait a second. That's the mission, right? So the Gemara in 15, Kofi Yod Alpha Bays, says the following, the bottom of the page, 15, bottom of the, it's the bottom of our page, it's the bottom of the page of the Gemara, Kofi Yod Alpha Bays, 15. Hog Gufa Kasha, the mission seems to be contradictory. Because first you said, Amrit, you said, You just said there are certain knots which don't meet the standard, they don't meet the, uh, you know, the, the, the qualifications, the criteria for the camel driver's knot or the sailor's knot, these very strong knots. But there's no chiyav, it's not a chatos, it's not a malach of the raisa, but it's lost to our But then you wrote, A woman can tie the Blouse or whatever it is, I feel like So what's going on? So I already spilled the beans, but the Gemara, I know the Gemara. So Gemara says, Hachi Kamar, Yesh Ksharin, She'ein Chav Alem Kekeshar Gamal Kekeshar Sapon. Again, the given, because that was the previous mission of the mission back in nine, is that these camel drivers, not sailors, not that's for sure, Pi of Chatas, Malacha no question. So the mission now is saying, the way the Gemara is explaining here at 15, the bottom of Kufid Alpha the Bay is more as explaining, and it says there are certain things. Certain things don't meet that standard. What are the examples? The Gemara, like Rashi said, okay, uh, Rashi said um, the examples. Rashi said the Gemara will give the examples. Right? Rashi in uh, in uh, fourteen, Kufid Alpha Bay. So Yeshlochshar. Rashi said Gemara from Farish Hainiu. So here's the Gemara. Explain what it is. Kitri de katri bismama, the katri de katri bistudia. Okay, it's talking about um, not the part of the ring before we said before the part of the rope, not that it's attached to the ring. That's meant to stay there, but the part of the rope that you attach to the post. Okay, that's where we say chihuva deleka yisura ika. Look in Rashi sixteen. Kitchen the kitchen is mama with sua arucha shemachnis in the tabas you put in the ring. That's also the chatchil the kosher shom. Now that I tie the animal on the post, we may shapam shvenich shom shuvu shayim. May leave it there a while. Okay, such a camel is not in a while. May stay there for a while. The kosher mati rosh echad shnosim yosad of almush also by anokav agamol. Okay, it's the other side which is tied to the post. A boat may leave tied up for quite a long time. So that's. Looks like Kesha Shokayama. Okay, so that's Osu Darban, even though not because they do move it, but at least it's next to being Kesha Shokayama, and therefore that's Osur Midarban. Then, third thing is that um, um, something which, which, uh, Kesha Shokayama, my new Kosher, 
tie the woman could tie the stuff from her blouse or something like that. That's that's uh, Now, okay, so keep that in mind. Obviously, what emerges, like I said before, from this mission, the three different types of knots. Good. Now the next relevant Gemara, Kofiud Bayes Amaral, seventeen. Uritsuos Mino Okay. So now we have a Bryce. Itmar. Hitir Ritsuos Mino Basano. If you undid. Okay, undid. Hitir Ritsuos Mino um untied. Ritsuos Mino Basano. Tani Chaya Tani Tani Chada Chaya Chatos. The Tanya Idach Potabal Asud Abarn. The Tanya Idach Mutalachilo. Now we got a problem. There were Bryce regarding shoe or sandal laces, sandal straps or shoelaces. One Bryce says, Chayav Chatos. You tie that? Chayav Chatos? It's an Issa Deraisa. Bryce number two, Tan Idach Patavalasim. It's not bottom. Bryce number three, Betan Idach Mutalachatchila. Which is it? What's going on? So Kasha, Minal, Minal, Kasha, Sandal, Sandal. You mentioned two things, Minal and Sandal, different types of shoes. We're going to stress the difference now, but it's a stira. Or answer no. I mean, I mean, a low cash. It's not a steer. The hard exani chayav chatas with the ushkafi. Okay, ushkafi are uh, the shoemaker. Okay, the shoemaker. The shoemaker's knot, which is going to fasten the straps to the shoe. That's osamidoraisa. That's a chayav chatas. Okay, not the uh, you know picture laces. You know picture the sandals with straps. Okay, the fastening of the straps to the goof of the shoe, that's permanent. Okay. Um, Rashi says, that's the shoemaker, When you fasten the strap to the shoe, you have something inside, you tie it, it won't come out. You tie it in a way that it won't come out, especially if you drill a hole through it. You know, drill a hole through it, put the string on the thing, and tie it so it won't, won't come out. Right? So that's that's considered permanent. That's the a craftsman doing his job. That's a, that's Mamish Achiv Chatis. Okay, that's Achiv Chatis. And Rashi says at the end, who kind of all of them? That'll last forever. I mean, you know, if they're not meant to be taken out, you don't want it to come out. Okay, so that's for sure not allowed. All right, so that's an example of Isidoraisin, Yuchatas. Two, okay, the Gemara says, Potava Asr, Bidrabanan. Now let's understand the word Bidrabanan here does not mean Midrabanan. Okay, it's an example. It means rabbinic shoes. That's what it means. Again, look, you have to read out, read the Gemara carefully. Middle of Middle of Kasha, Potak Sanachayv Chatas, Potava Asr, Bidrabanan. That doesn't mean. As you, you, uh, here they put a dish in, you know, on the bar line. They're kind of to put a dish in. Sometimes I find it mixes me up, but uh, well, the dish, but it's as if there'd be, you don't read a pot of Asadurban. But then they don't give any examples. Moves on to that, right? It's pot of dash. So it's like before. Hadik son of Chilchatus dash. Ruskafi, pot of Asad dash, Rabban. What does Rabban have to do? So he said, Koshum Sabar Glam ain't Koshum Dokum. Okay, apparently it was a practice of Rabban in those days. I don't know exactly, but the rabbi's shoes, they, they were, when they tied their shoes, they tied it lightly. They tied it lightly. Okay. Why? Because that way you can slip your shoes on and off more easily. Right? If you have shoelaces, even today, they're kind of loose. You can kind of get your shoe in and out more easily. 
right? They're a little, they don't want to waste time tying your shoelace, right? The people are busy learning all day, so they don't want to waste time tying shoelaces. Okay, so, uh, you know, you say, you know, the measures so you slip your shoe off, and you're more comfortable, and you slip it back on. So you can do that if the knot is not that tight, right? So that's an example. Yeah, that's what means that's, that's called patav asim. Okay, mm-hmm. tie a knot like that loosely, intentionally, and tying it very loosely so you can slip it on and off more easily. That's asim midabam. Okay? As Rashi Sometimes you put it on when it's still tied, you never took it out. Sometimes people are lazy, they take off the shoes at night, they leave, 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 leave the knot there, right? Now you kind of force the shoe on, you slip it on. It wasn't, uh, that's what they used to do. The third category is, that, that's part of also. Third category, back in the Gemara, uh, Third line in the middle. Mutal chatchila b'dibnei mechosa. Type of knot that the b'dibnei mechosa tied. Was a city in Baba. What did the b'dibnei mechosa do? What exactly they do? So um, the apparently the, these b'dibnei mechosa, they they. Uh, moment. Rabbi shoes we had. Uh, oh, here's Rashi. They would not slip the shoes on off. Okay, they tied it that it should, you know uh, a certain way that they were they were, they were fastidious. I guess would be the right word. They were so fastidious. But they, you know, they didn't want it to slip on or off. They they wanted it to last till nightfall. So we'll have to come back to this. But that that's the name of So they were kosher so bedochok. Okay, yeah, okay. So they would. Uh, uh, they wanted a little tighter. Not really sure why. One second, kosher so bedochok. Was very impermanent. No, it's the, the, the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, they wanted it to be tied, but they didn't want to have to. Okay. Here. What? The slip on and off. But I didn't have to untie it. But these, they didn't like to go around with loose stuff. So they wanted it to be tied, but that means you have to untie it. So it becomes even more mutter because it's designed to be untied. When the Rabbanim, these Rabbanim tied their shoes, they meant to last for a while because they want to keep slipping on and off. You know, it's last for a few days. Like many people, you know, we're talking about neckties separately, but you know, they never make a tie, just loose it and take it off. And then tomorrow, put it back over your head, right? Like, oh, that's a waste of time. Most of the time, I don't know, all the time, most of the time I do that. Right? You know, just loosen the tie, take it off, and put it back on. Huh? What? Yeah, I used to. I don't know if I'm finished up. Okay. Um, anyway, but that's it. But you hear, you hear the distinction of the Bnei Chosa, they tie the shoes that, not to leave it loose. The idea of leaving it loose was that it wouldn't have to untie them. So it was more permanent. It wasn't really that permanent, but it was more permanent. Theirs wasn't permanent at all because they'd take it off at night. That's what it says. I just want to introduce an important machokis that we'll finish up today. Excuse <laughs> me. Machokis between the Rif and the Rosh on one side, the Rambam, I'm sorry, the Rif and the Rambam on one side, 
the Rosh and the other uh, on the other side, right? But on the other side, let's see. The Rosh, and the Rosh yeah, yeah, and Rosh also, yeah. So the Rif and defining what's well, how do we define the Kesher? That is Doraisa. That's our question. So far, we've seen we've seen a couple of things mentioned here, right? We see the mention that it's permanent. And we also saw with the shoemaker, it's professional, or the sailor, it's professional. So we really find two categories in terms of defining a knot. One is called the Kesher Shel Uman, an expert, you know, a person, this is what he does. He knows how to make these knots and so on, an expert. And the other category is Kesher Shel Kayama, as we talked also about. Kesher Shel Kayama is lasting, a lasting knot, a knot that's going to last. Okay? Um, so but we also saw again an example of a kashush kashush uman. To finish up that Gemara in seventeen, a kufi beis manal. Where's the stamba? Stamba kashush. All of a sudden, chayv chatas be the tie. Okay, the kachu ushpechi ushkefi. Again, the merchants and so on. Again, it's like the shoemakers type of knot. Patal aser with the chumrita the kachu inu. Okay, chumrita means an amateur knot. They themselves tied and mutal chatzilu b'san and ofki be beitre. And a type of shoe that people share, slippers or shoes that people share, even at different type feet, different size feet was big enough. And, or, or, or if, I, if it was big on me, I would tie it tighter. One of the different people used it, as Rashi says, um, each person wants to retie it in accordance with the tightness that he wants. If I have a bigger foot, so I won't tie as tight. You have a smaller foot, you can use the same shoe. Yeah, we don't typically today, I think, have people share shoes. I think women do. They're all tied. You know, the women, you know, women go, oh, going to a wedding, can I borrow gold shoes? The same size. I don't know. Men don't usually share shoes nowadays, as far as I know. But, uh, no. I think women share clothes more from them. At least they're, they're close to uh, borrow this one's dress. You know? Yeah. Right? I mean, you never borrowed somebody's suit, did you? I wouldn't assume that. Huh? Depends on the circumstances. I guess you borrow time, maybe, but. Uh, Borrow time. I, I wear a bow tie to a rabbi. Yeah, right. I, I, I read in Lakewood, so I, and I wear a bow tie to Sasha Shabbos, and he said, absolutely stupid, and he gave me a tie. Okay, you know, Shabbos. Uh, no, I guess no borrow time. That was before Shabbos started, though, so still, it was different. Remember, the, the, I was in NYU when the Salvation Hall went, the famous thing, he went once to one of the Fabrenga and Lubavitcher Rabbit. He had a relation with the Robert Shrevik. We were both in Berlin at the same time. Anyway, so the Robert attended one of the Robert And I remember they were, <laughs> came, he didn't have a hat with him. The Robert didn't have a hat with him. He left it in Boston or whatever it was. He came without a hat. And the uh, Robert driving him. Not going to be good if he comes without a hat, you know, to the Lubavitch for bringing, you know, so. I came to base. So I don't have a hat that the rubber can borrow. <laughs> so, so, so I want some guy lent the rubber's hat. Anyway, let me just finish up. Because the, so the question is, well, what do you need in order to qualify as a Kesher? So you look in the riff, source number 19, the riff in Shabbos, Mem Aleph, pages, his pages. Okay, He summarizes the Gemara, and he seems to say as follows. He says, there are three different prices. And certain things are also midaraisa, certain things not to also the rabbanon, certain not to mutal And he says, 
words in the second and third line there in the riff. The riff seems to say you need both things. In order for it to be a type of knot which violates the derisa of time, it has to be a type of knot that's a maisa uman, you know, that a craftsman does, and kesher shakama. Maisa uman vid kesher shakama. That which is only only darbanan is the maisa hedyotu. It's a commoner's knot, an average person does it. kesher shakama less. It doesn't meet both criteria. Okay? Ulafichach pato alaser. Okay, um, it's, it's missing one of the criteria. It, it, it's either it's either only a kesher shakayama, but not a kesher shulman, or it's a kesher shulman, not kayama. That's going to be drabanan. In order to be derais, you have to have both. And then okay, that's neither the law of my sumanu, low kesher shakamo, not either. So that's how the rift determines. The rift says, in order to again, in order to be chayiv daraisa, you need both conditions to be fulfilled: ma'isa uman and kesher shokayama. Okay, if you only have one of them, then it remains also rabbanon. It's not daraisa. And if you don't even have either any one of them, it's neither a kesher shokayama nor a kesher uman. Then it's then, then it's mutal chatchila. That's how the rift divvies everything up. Okay, the rosh in Shabbos parak tezvav simalot. That's parak very looks wrong. He quotes the riff on the second line. He quotes the guard. This is where Alpha's Pirish Demaisa Shomaru. Belona Hira. He writes, The Mikasha Shokayama ain't a chilak by Maisa Uman la Maisa Hedjud. Once it's a Kesha Shokayama, I don't care whether it's a Maisa Uman or Maisa Hedjud. That's the only thing that's necessary, uh, the only criterion necessary to qualify a Kesha to be the Raisa is that it's a Kesha Shokayama. I don't care who made it. Okay. Okay, so that's something different. He says, you only have one of the criteria. You only have that it's a Kesha Shakama. Says the Rosh, that's enough. That's enough. I don't care who made it. That's enough to make the rice. So what's Drabonan? The Pirish Rashi, Okay, um, it, 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 the Iker is, it should be a Kesha Shakama. doesn't matter who made it. All right. Uh, if you, you only have intention to do it for a certain amount of time, so then that's when it's drabanam. Okay, that's when it's drabanam. The Rashi said about the, uh, you know, about the, uh, the rabbanam knot and so on and so forth, the rabbinical knots and so on. We call makom. Rabbi, what what makes something a maisa uman? Meaning, if I every if person I, doesn't have to do it. But I'm saying if I have like a a guide that says ha, ha, instructions how to make a yeah, knot, Google everything. And then I follow those instructions. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just following the directions. I make such yeah, a knot. I, mean, I don't think the Gemara was uh, was aware of that. To be honest, you know, I don't think the Gemara was necessarily aware of that because uh, but, you, know, you can now just Google and you can have, watch a YouTube video explaining exactly how to do it. it means that you know, I, but I would still say, guy, knows you do you can do it on your own without watching a YouTube video. Yes, but I'm saying like the same way in Boy Scouts they taught you how to do knots. Yeah, but now, you know. There yeah. are ways to teach how to do knots. Then the average person still doesn't know it. Oh, just because I learned it. And the average person still doesn't know it. My guys have to, I'm going to finish up. But so then the last thing he says, uh, um, he, it, but, but he still says, but you know, you, you will tie it tighter if you're walking through mud. That was his rabbinic shoes and so on. They would leave it on loose 
not if you're walking to a place where your feet are going to get dirty. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's part of us in that case. But if you're going to take it off right away, the same day, okay, then it's going to be a kasher show. Then that's what's muter muter doraisa. Muter muter lechatchil. I mean, okay. Let's just read the last. I'm sorry, the 21, and we'll come back tomorrow. The Rambam, 21, the Pirush Hamishnah, the Rambam there, Shabbos, Perk Tzav, Mishnah Aleph, right? Maklal shetismochalov. It's like the riff. Gotta be both. And then not It's like a bow tying two sides together. Uh, then it's But it's part of if you actually tie it as opposed to uh, the different type of knot. The Ram doesn't elaborate. Elaborate the mission Torah, which we'll see in tomorrow. We'll continue tomorrow. I know guys have to go. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, the ropes? What? No. The, the things that are done. So what was the question? Well, you said like in Rashi, Rashi says where one of the things that someone is clear. Yeah. Explain that's because... Oh, by, by dying. Well, that's only can be with some dye that is blue. You said it's like all that. Yeah, 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 but by dying. But did we say some of the things that are clear need to be with the Kulazan? No, it's clear. Yeah, yeah, the clear mission need to be with the Kulazan. That's how it said it. No, I thought I thought they do the. What say? Oh, yes, I said that was a machlokas, right? The big day kahuna needed the tefillas. Oh, okay, so this is probably. I think, yeah, I think, and, uh, I think uh, other types of things didn't need the tefillas. I think it's a machlokas. That's how you explain the process. Yeah, yeah. Don't need blood. Yeah, yeah. Don't need blood. Yeah, don't need blood. Yeah, yeah. Don't need blood. yeah, I believe. Allah halamai said that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm going to double check. I think the Mishnah will not have to check that. Out. Right. They have to be the Chalazan. Tzitzis did in the. I mean, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, we learned about the dying there, same thing with the Argonne. I'll check it out. Okay. Where, where are the sources? Like, how do we figure out how to This was a snail? Yeah. Again, um, we have certain things which we collect different Gemaras and different uh, different Gemaras and so on. One of the things, again, out of the whole question of archaeology, archaeological evidence, how do we, do we count that in halacha as being significant? It happens to be that they found excavations in northern Eretz and Lebanon and so on the coast. They found mounds and mounds of, of these shells of these snails. You know, which implies that, that, and there's no doubt the written records that, that there's a cloud, that there's something called Tyrian blue from Tyre, Zor, so on. And the Gemara says, in Sh- I think Sh- I think Chavav, it says that who made Zor, that's what kind of the, the snail, there's no doubt that these New York snails were used for dying things blue. That, there's no doubt about it. Was that the blue of the tzitzis? That's the dispute. There's no, there's, there's archaeological evidence that they, and mass produced it, you know, and, and uh, it's called Tyrian blue. Um, 
Again, that's a, that's a question. Do we take archaeological evidence into account? That's a big debate. I have a few sure about Tchilas and why talk talk about some of these things, but the the um, um, there are Gemaras which explain that, and we shown them. They talk about, for example, it seems that it's a, even though Rashi uses the word dog, the point that Milagon says dog means any sea creature. So they talk about boneless invertebrates. Hey, Rashi, in one place like a worm. Well, you know, I mean, a snail. If you take a shell, it looks like a worm, right? So there, there's evidence. You know, there's, there's, there's evidence. If you look up on, on, on your are in the subject on the, on the tilt chelit, they spell it T E K H E L E T tchelit. On their website, there are dozens of articles. I have a couple of things here too, but bigger people than me, you know, scientists, and and I explain how the whole process worked and, and why they think it's this. Are we hundred percent sure? I think it's a pretty convincing argument, but there are people who disagree. People disagree. Okay, everyone should have a good day. Tomorrow, regular time, it's a show. Rabbi, thank you so much for the party last night. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was very okay. good, Shemak. Your son what? had some, son had some yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, me and my wife enjoyed the Hamantashen. Good. And um, I'm friends with the Leibowitzes. Oh. Because... Yeah, because Yoni, Yoni and I were in Rabbi Simon's shirt together. All oh, right, he's a top Rabbi Simon. I know. He's yeah, very good. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks.